Monday. It's December 20th. And the word of the day is Edarath, which means the feeling of emptiness after a long and arduous process is finally complete, leaving you relieved that it's over, but missing the stress that gave you an organized mission with a purpose at every moment. Used in a sentence, I'll get some Edarath on my epitaph. Great. <laughs> when I'm dead. Yeah, I'll, I'll worry about that shit after I kill the six-fingered man. Thank you very much. <laughs> and that's why I never work hard on anything. No Epto Smash or whatever the fuck he's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I'm No Illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Noah gives up a cool space story to talk about idiots irradiating themselves. Eli gives up important political stories to talk about syrup. <laughs> and we celebrate the end of the year with a very special Apocalypse-tacular. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, Merry Almost Christmas. Very excited. Any holiday cheer you'd like to spread before we... You know, talk about reality. <laughs> if holiday cheer is the only thing that spreads this Christmas, it'll be a miracle. Yeah, it's not. It's too <laughs> late. So, speaking of which, what's the I get to forcibly vaccinate you version of mistletoe? I need <laughs> the sky. The <laughs> sky. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of which, again, in our lead story tonight, what the fuck are you people doing? <laughs> there's still a goddamn pandemic on. In fact, from what we're seeing at this point, there's a super good chance that December of 2020 was a fucking dress rehearsal compared to what's coming down the pipe now. And motherfuckers are acting like the virus has agreed to take, you know, just even year holidays and some kind of alternating weekend style compromise or some shit. Omicron has been detracted in 43 states. And all the other ones are the ones with like nine people in them. Hospitalizations are spiking again. The entire country has 106 rapid tests we all have to share. Federal health officials are just standing there nodding along with the guy in the end is nice sandwich board. And Americans, by and large, are treating public health measures at this point with all the urgency and seriousness of a New Year's resolution. Uh, Up to and including the part where they're not going to start worrying about it until the week after next. I don't know, Noah. I feel like I remember someone saying this is going to be fine by April, mm-hmm. and that was like two years ago, so yeah, you're living right. in the past, yeah. man. Let it go. Right. You remember when he tried to murder Joe Biden? You remember, I remember that? When we I found out later that. that he knew he had fucking COVID? And then yeah. he blamed the Gold Star family. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we need to talk <laughs> about that. The, the attempted murder more that, often. Yeah, right. So, yeah, on Tuesday, top health officials in the U.S. issued a dire warning that the Omicron variant is already spreading rapidly in the U.S. and could peak in a massive wave of infections as early as January. Uh, The uh, prevalence of the variant has already increased sevenfold over the previous week, and that model is all the more concerning given that we're going to still be dealing with a big surge from the Delta variant in January and... That's the time of the year when people just die from the regular flu the most. It led CDC officials to what I have to assume is history's most terrifying use ever of the term triple whammy. Okay, we're calling it the boo. Will you, will you get a fucking shot now? If we make it plinko, will you get a shot? What you, I don't care. We'll call it whatever you want. Make noises. Now, there are some reports. No Omicron, no Omicron, no Omicron. Stop. <laughs> Now, there are some reports that suggest the Omicron variant might be less severe than, like, the Delta variant, especially among fully vaccinated people. And, I mean, you know, that's better than it being worse. 
right? But but even if those reports are right, that doesn't mean it's fucking good. It's like, it's like if you're you're being charged by an angry bear, it's nice that the bear can't fly, but it should bring you zero immediate solace. <laughs> it's a weird yeah. thing to think about. <laughs> also, we should be clear. We do not know that Omicron is less Yeah, the severe. bear might be able to fucking fly. <laughs> yeah. Right. We have, at this point, like, secondhand reports from in-person interviews and the personal opinions of doctors on the ground. That's an awful high-stakes dice roll for Rick seems to think it's going to be fine. Yeah. Okay, but just to be clear, nerds invented a magical shot, and it's free, and it makes you maybe... Beat up a flying bear. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> but you got to go in and get a third one. It's a ugh. Yeah, right. It's a big pain in the ass. Flying so, bear. <laughs> and uh, another thing we have to address here, okay? There's also a temptation among those of us who have played by the rules this whole time to kind of wash our hands of all of this and say, hey, look, if the motherfuckers who won't take the free flying bear beating medicine get sick, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Right. And and I absolutely get it. Right. I, I'll, I, I'm tempted to lead the charge. But fully vaccinated people are every bit as susceptible to, say, dying of a treatable condition because the hospitals are overwhelmed, for example. And and joining conspiracy theory assholes in the ranks of the unvaccinated are also a lot of immunocompromised people and kids under five. And as much as we like all feel like the only motherfuckers who have been doing any work during this group project, the group project in this instance is not dying of the plague. So yep. the, the price for giving up is super high. Mass yeah. death. Yeah. Also, Omicron's not doing entrance interviews to see how careful you used to be. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I also wanted to circle back to what you said. Group projects. Yeah. They didn't have enough death when I was in school. Yes. I've always said that. I've always from day Threat one. I was just death. like, That's there's the nobody main... dying in this. And really, somebody should be. Yeah. Most of the time. Now, More than one person should be. <laughs> now, the good news is that it looks like there has been some real movement towards getting our shit together and treating this seriously, maybe. Like, just over the last week, there's been a sharp rise in people canceling flights and hotel reservations. A bunch of the big NYC venues have announced closures due to the surge in cases. The NHL and the NFL postponed a few games. The NCAA is delaying and canceling a ton of shit. Uh, on the other hand, the new Spider-Man movie had $120 million domestic on its opening night, and only 60% of the U.S. population is fully vaccinated. So, holy shit, we're all going to die. Okay, but, plus side, now we have data for just what rating on the tomato meter is worth dying for. So, yeah, we can actually, we can do that math now. That's fair. And speaking of existential crises, it's probably a good time to tell you about our first sponsor this week, BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. But if you spray the easy cheese inside the can and then you shake, right. that's no, I, the best I, way I to do know, it. I know, but they, they already make cheese Pringles. Well, no, it's about moisture, Noah. Hey, guys. How's it going? Well, Eli, what's with all the... Um... Oh, my crap? Crap. Yep, that's what I was going to say, too. Yeah, yeah. I've been dealing with a lot of stress lately, uh, but the internet sold me all this crap to fix it. I have a, a candle that smells nice that uh, might be magic, uh, and there, there are these needles. They go in my mm -hmm. body or something. I don't know. It was very expensive, though. But, but Eli, that's just a bunch of crap. If something is interfering with your happiness, why don't you try BetterHelp? What's BetterHelp? BetterHelp can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. 
Wait, I can deal with my crap with no big long therapist hunt? That's right. Plus, with BetterHelp, you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like with traditional therapy. Ooh, that does sound good. But what if I don't like the therapist they set me up with? Well, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. Wow, you can't do that in normal therapy. No, you cannot. All right, guys, I'm in. Where do I sign up? Just visit BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. We've even got a special offer for Skeptocrat listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. Thanks, guys, but now what do I do with all this crap the internet sold me? Same thing everyone does. Uh, basement for 10 years and then you throw it out. Yeah. Or, or you can uh, move and not take it. Move and not take it, yes, exactly. Okay, got it, got it. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Come What Maple News. That's the whole reason you did this story. That's good. That's really yep. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I, honestly, we could move on. Heath? <laughs> Do your story. Do your story. (laughs) Relax. Fair. While it's easy for us to focus on the effects of the ongoing COVID-19 crisis on Americans, we shouldn't forget the devastating effects the pandemic has had on other parts of the world as well. And there's perhaps no greater symbol of the pain and suffering of our brothers, sisters, and invisible fiancés to the north up in Canada (laughs) than the fact that the country has had to dip into its maple reserves this year. That's right. It's code red, people. Maple leaf red. Honestly, this feels like a big scam to oppress jelly and jam. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's what's happening. Okay, you just, but this is one issue that no Canadian politician would dare to waffle on. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yes, according to the BBC, Quebec maple syrup producers, the largest private manufacturer of maple syrup in the country, dipped into the, this is its actual real title, Strategic Maple Syrup Reserve. What? I love this. <laughs> I love this so much that they have that. Yeah. That, for it's four... the most, it's so beautiful. It's so we would perfect. Ma- we would make that up if we were making fun of Canada. <laughs> that is the perfect making fun of Canada. Like we have the strategic petroleum like and they're yes. like syrup we, we also have, have a strategic so we good. also strategy <laughs> we it's a lot of important. dive rolls around vats of maple we have syrup spies going. that deal with this it's very important yeah so the uh, smsr as it's known uh they reached into that for 48 million pounds of that good good brown goo that keeps the people of canada in maple sugar candy bacon and of course that weird thing they do in Quebec, where they make it into like a floppy popsicle that nobody yeah. likes. Yeah, mm-hmm. flopsicle. Yeah, the people the people of Quebec celebrated the news with a um, with a French toast. French toast. <laughs> <laughs> and you might be thinking to yourself, Eli, how important is a little maple syrup here or there? Well, according to the BBC, Quebec maple syrup producers provides more than three quarters of the world's maple syrup supply. Oh shit. So this move is nothing short of stopping a syrup apocalypse, my friends. <laughs> and in the most Canadian thing ever, this is an eventuality they've apparently been planning for since 2013. So 
Yeah, just next time you read about a hospital asking nurses to rewear their masks or keeping patients in the halls here in the United States, keep in mind that Canada has had its maple syrup reserves squared away <laughs> for the last nine years. Yes. Yep. Okay, so apparently this is a real thing with very real implications for major financial Canadian markets. It's very important. Goldman Sachs Canada went nuts when this happened. Traders just screaming across rooms and tickets flying. <laughs> and most people don't know this outside of Canada, but maple syrup-based events make up most of the important Canadian history. That's true. The whole the whole syrup reserve plan that started in 2013 was very likely a reaction to also not making up this title, the Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist of 2012. The fuck? Or in Quebec, the French version actually translates a little bit differently. They call it the Maple Syrup Heist of the Century. Well, that's ambitious 12 years into the century, right? though, right? They don't know. <laughs> well, they mean from, you know, 1912. Oh, oh, oh yeah. okay. Yes. <laughs> that's where we're going to say it, though. What? Now, Might as well just go big. Why not save the millennia? Like, millennia? there was a bigger, in, in, well, in 1906. <laughs> I think maybe there was, and that's the problem, you know. There you go, yeah. <laughs> So, they don't talk about the heist in nineteen. No, we we shouldn't even, we shouldn't even be talking about this. It's 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 too soon. It's Syrup too soon. Path. Yeah. So I, I won't spoil the whole story of this thing. I actually want to do a citation needed about the yeah, Syrup heist of the century. But this is approximately what happened. An Ocean's Eleven team of maple syrup ninjas stole eighteen point seven million dollars of maple syrup, and this was literally. The most valuable heist in the history of Canada. No shit. Amazing. Okay. All right. So, guys, I I think, you know, we've had some fun here, but I think we can all agree that this is nothing to pan, okay? Because jobs are on the line. How dare you? (laughs) Absolutely not. so involved. No. (laughs) Rejected. (laughs) Done. I would like you, podcast listeners, I, to turn off the skeptocrat out of respect. I spent an hour and a half trying to figure out a way to get pan, but nothing starts with cake. Cakewalk. I spent so long on cakewalk, but how do you end? Uh, yeah. Do you feel a little uh, escapratapam now that it's now that you did it? What was the word? Ed rap. It's fine. And in hypocritical race theory news, we have a story about the Republican platform. Um. They don't really have one. They don't have one. No. That's uh, the top line concept here. We have an entire major political party whose guiding principles are fear of the time dimension and shouting a list of my enemies. That's basically what they do. That's the platform if they have one. But Florida Governor Ron DeSantis really wants to be the next president. So it looks like he's trying to build a more cohesive platform for his campaign. And he went with specific fear and ignorance and shouting a list of enemies. He announced a new bill last week that gives the parents of Florida the ability to sue the school if they think their kids are learning critical race theory. Oh, Jesus. It's like sue they... the school. <laughs> it's like if he gave out snipe hunting licenses to people who thought snipe was a slur for black people. <laughs> so that's way too accurate. Yeah, this is Florida. I, I need you to stop giving them ideas there. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. So the proposed legislation is called the Stop the Wrongs to Our Kids and Employees Act, which makes it the Stop Woke 
acts. Oh, no, it doesn't. Fuck. It does not do that. It doesn't do that. It's the stretchiest, stretchy bullshit. Regardless, the Stop W-O-K-E Act is a follow-up to a bill that already passed in Florida, which bans the teaching of critical race theory in public schools. Just for the record, critical race theory is university-level curriculum. Nobody's teaching fucking eight-year-olds at public schools no. about the macroeconomic ramifications of institutional racism throughout American history. So they made a law that prevented something that was happening literally never. And now they're trying to add another law that makes it so you can sue schools to enforce the nothing from the first law. Uh, I don't want to be a pessimist, but I think if half the country is motivated by the No Black Learning Act, I don't I don't think universal health care is the middle ground, no. guys. I don't think we're going to get there. No. no. You guys remember the good old days when they pretended it wasn't racism, right? Now, like, now they literally go out of their way to find shitty acronyms that mean anti-anti-bigotry. But back <laughs> yeah. then, they would have to say it was about... <laughs> Jobs or some shit. Yeah. God. I the good no, old days. Also, I don't even want to quite call it an acronym. It's technically what they've done, but no, I don't I don't want to give them the use of that word. <laughs> Let's not sully the good name yeah. of acronyms here. Okay. That's definitely the worst part of this <laughs> yeah. for sure. And <laughs> here's the thing. I didn't even describe the full scope of this new proposed law. It's not just about teaching critical race theory in school. The new law would also give every person in Florida a private right of action. To sue, yes, a school, but also sue an employer for having mandatory woke indoctrination, by which they mean, you know, like having an HR department that tells Michael Scott he can't say the N-word even if he was quoting Chris Rock. Like, that is what they mean by woke indoctrination. They just mean, like, HR departments that are like, just don't be obviously bigoted at fucking work, man. So I'm not sure why the GOP... They hate laissez-faire capitalism all of a sudden and they want to put all this red tape on top of just legitimate marketplace businesses. But apparently they do. They're anti-business now. And like, yeah, before you say it, it is an insane and unenforceable law, but that's just for right now. Right. If we've learned anything in the last six years, people, it's never say nobody is that evil. Yeah. Well, but but on top, yeah, freedom of speech and all. But on top of that, unenforceable does not mean it won't work. Right. Like that's why they're structuring it that way. Even lawsuits that get thrown out are going to cost you money and time. So enforceable or not, this will reduce the amount of sensitivity training and uh, instruction about racism that goes on in Florida. Yeah, absolutely. There are going to be more horrible white dudes saying the N word and being like, no, it's Chris Rock. That's going to happen more now yep. for sure because of this. Absolutely. But don't worry. This might sound super racist, but we've been assured by Governor DeSantis it's not racist. Oh. And, um, yeah, well, perhaps you guys have heard of a uh, famous gentleman named Martin Luther King oh, Jr., Jesus. perhaps? <laughs> really? You know him? He's oh. from New York? He's not from New York. Well, MLK said it was cool. During a press conference to introduce the bill, DeSantis explained it. He said, quote, Somebody should punch me in the dick so I cannot quote MLK. <laughs> Somebody right should now. jump out of a time machine right now at a full run. <laughs> yep. We need that fucking time machine. Okay, begin real quote though. He really said this. You think about what MLK stood for. He said he didn't want people judged on the color of their skin, but on the content of their character. You listen to some of these people nowadays, they don't talk about that. 
He just and you exact peopled quote. MLK. He, he got really close. He said these people. He these yeah. people did. Yes. MLK also got shot, Ron DeSantis. I'm just saying, commit, buddy. <laughs> I, I cannot. The fucking audit. That would be like quoting Gandhi as moral justification for gouging everybody's eyes out. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, just a quick rule for all my fellow white people. This one's for if, the whites. Yeah, whites, this one's just in. for the no, whites. Bring it in, whites. It's a weird, it's a weird start to what I'm doing here. I wish you'd stop asking but whites to take a knee I would, on this I would, show. I would, like, I would like more white people to take knees, just, you know, well, out of solidarity. But bring it in, white people, seriously. If you're about to quote MLK, no, you're not. No, you're not. There you go. Punch yourself in the crotch and walk away <laughs> from whatever you think you're about to do. It's not going to go well. You should not. It's fine. Somebody else can give the useful MLK quote. Okay. So let's think about how this new law would actually play out because there's not some official document with the syllabus for critical race theory. Right. It's more of a general concept that covers a range of historical analysis. And we're going to have the parents of Florida decide what that means for themselves. They think racism is a hoax and saying, no, you're wrong. Racism is not a hoax. They think that is critical race theory. Exactly. And now there's going to be a law that says the parents of Florida can sue a school for teaching about racial stuff and not being super positive about all the ethical white people in American history while they do that. We're trusting the parents of Florida to evaluate the nuances of the economic modalities of the southern colonies <laughs> and the ramifications for like the velocity of money as related to its movement between races and socioeconomic strata throughout american history they know about three words i just said <laughs> and they're going to be allowed to sue over it yeah let's let's be very clear about what this actually is it is a nonsense law actively encouraging the legal harassment of Florida school yes. districts that haven't already been cowed into teaching both sides of the Holocaust. That's why it exists. That's pr precisely, yes. Exactly what's happening. B because the thing that they're actually against teaching, that thing is called history. <laughs> not critical exactly. race and and even the Florida GOP can't quite bring themselves to put the like to, to to start the stop history act. But putting this in the hands of the courts means that we're subjected to whatever fucking Jim Bob and Jill Bob sincerely believe is critical race theory at a certain point. Yes, yeah. that's what's happening. That is what's happening. So this is all <sighs> terrible. Florida's fucking terrible. Ron yeah. DeSantis is terrible. The GOP mm -hmm. is terrible. Yep. But there's one, one little fun aspect here. They put so much goddamn effort into that acronym. Now... We, we could do an entire podcast about god-awful acronyms. This one god-awful <laughs> acronym could be a podcast. We watch Grown Ups 2 every week, and then we talk about this acronym and Republicans getting physically injured trying to make this acronym. Did you ever see the video of the weightlifter who tries to squat a little too much weight? The Florida GOP just disemboweled itself trying to find <laughs> words that go with letters. <laughs> and it's not even a hard You know how no. many words start with those letters? So many words start with those letters that make up woke. The K okay. is tough, but yeah. Call it the Stop White Oppression Killing Education Act. There you go. Stop Woke Act. That's literally like 20 seconds of my life thinking about that. I'm, I'm so much better than you at evil word stuff. Dude. Okay, that's a weird... It's a weird tangent on there. <laughs> At the end, I feel like strange. Okay, one other thing though. Stop woke. Right. That's that's not even how those no. words actually work if they were words <laughs> and not a dumbass acronym. You're stopping a woke. 
This is why we need critical race theory in schools. Yeah. Whatever the opposite of the existing Florida school curriculum would be, that's what we need, apparently. Or maybe like an acronym class. Why not just uniting to negate? Now you've got unwoke, right? (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ, people. (laughs) All right. Well, let's make that happen. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Green Chef. Lulu, Lou, doing mushroom stuff. Mushroom stuff is my favorite stuff. Hey, Eli, what's what's with all the mushrooms? What are you doing there? Dude, what we've been over this. You can't eat enough creminis to hallucinate. No, no. This is the creamy mushroom penne I learned from Green Chef. Wow, that does look good. But what's Green Chef? Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Wait, that's vegan? But it it looks like food. It sure does. This pasta is so popular in my house, I literally make a quadruple recipe of it once a week. Anna loves it, I love it, heck, even the baby loves it. So you're like, actually a Green Chef customer, not just in the ad? That's right. Green Chef has become my go-to way to help out around the house, whether I'm whipping up creamy corn chowder, barbecue southern baked beans, and homemade cornbread, or just a weekly vat of pasta like this one. Okay, but what if we eat, like, um, like people food? Do they have stuff for people food? They sure do. Green Chef offers 35 nutritious and flavorful options to choose from every week, featuring premium clean ingredients that are seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Green Chef's expert chefs curate every recipe, so you can enjoy nutritious, restaurant-quality dishes at home without compromising on taste. All right, Eli, I'm sold. Where do I sign up? Go to greenchef.com skeptocrat10 and use code skeptocrat10 to get 10 free meals, including free shipping. Sorry, you're saying you can go to greenchef.com slash skeptocrat10 and use the code skeptocrat10 and you get 10 free meals, including free shipping. You sure do. All right. Well, we'll leave you to it. (laughs) All right. Gonna trip so hard. I knew it. You guys just aren't eating enough creminis. And we're back again next up in headlines in Tiger Repelling Rock News. (laughs) On its eighth close approach to the sun last April, NASA's Parker Solar Probe actually descended into the sun's corona and directly measured the sun's atmosphere for the first time. This is awesome. Yeah, it it took a few months to get all the data back and a few months more to verify it, but NASA confirmed that achievement on Tuesday. There is no solid surface on the sun, so this is basically walking on the sun. And and it was a great reminder of the kind of cool space. Would you say it might as well be walking on? It the might sun as well walk. be. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it was a great reminder of the kind of cool space shit that I would get to dedicate headlines to if we didn't live in a world overrun by dumb motherfuckers that are more likely to doubt the existence of the sun than to be properly awed by that scientific accomplishment. So instead. I'm going to bring you a story about a bunch of fucking idiots buying a quantum pendant meant to protect them from 5G and then finding out the damn thing is radioactive. God damn it. (laughs) Uh, I feel you, Noah. I tried to do a wacky maple syrup story and Heath ruined it by telling me it's the fucking Canadian Black Tuesday or whatever. I thought I ruined it with the pancake bun, but okay, that's fine. It's a fun fact about Canada. So so this is actually one of the asinine anti-progress conspiracy theories where American nutjobs sort of lag behind uh but the fear of 5g is a 
worldwide phenomenon, and it's especially focused in Europe. So to, to be clear, 5G just means fifth generation. The, the signals aren't fundamentally different from the 4G or 3G ones that preceded them. Mm, of course, that's what they want you to believe. <laughs> to be fair to the conspiracy theorists, though, it's not like they waited until now to be terrified of cell phones. Right, the non-ionizing radiation from cell phones has been blamed for a broad swath of maladies from ADHD to Zionist mind control. But if you say technology X causes brain cancer long enough and then the use of that technology increases a trillion fold in that time, you know, without an appreciable rise in brain cancer or ADHD or Zionist mind control or whatever. Well, so yeah. needed for the last one. Well, yeah, yeah. But you have to eventually change up your story. Thus, the brand new concern over 5G causing brain cancer, <laughs> ADHD, <laughs> and Zionist mind control that's being perpetuated by the same old cell phones cause brain cancer people. Lovely. Yeah. Unfortunately, the radiation doesn't seem to convince these people to get the fuck off social media <laughs> Yeah, right. No? Either they're like super committed to the cause or they think only <laughs> cell phones are the problem. I'm not sure. <laughs> also, if I invent some really good Zionist mind control tech, I feel like I'm using it right away. You know right? what I'm saying? Like, I'm not slow playing it with the first four G's as a fucking decoy. <laughs> Why wouldn't I just use it? And regardless, I'd mind control you to relax about the fucking 5G well, right. if that was going to be the problem. Exactly. Now, yeah, so this irrational fear of all the G's that they're putting into phones these days was already causing plenty of problems pre-pandemic. There were European countries that had blocked network upgrades because of all the misinformation. And in the U.S., the conspiracies were being pushed in the halls of Congress. But then those conspiracies started to meld with the COVID-19 conspiracies and things went fucking nuts. Dozens, scores of network towers have been set ablaze over the shit in the U.K., Ireland, the Netherlands, Cyprus, Italy, Belgium, Croatia, and Sweden. Those are just the ones I could find. For fuck's sake, the U.K. alone has had at least 60 arsons connected to this conspiracy. Right. And this isn't just European. You might recall a little terrorist truck explosion this fun brand of wackiness yeah. caused in Tennessee right. last summer. It's fun. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, do you think they're going to be more scared by six or H? Ooh. H. <laughs> Definitely the H. We Definitely. should just go six H next time and really fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. There's, somebody's got like like a dual scenario game plan for these contingencies. Like, <laughs> all right, H is coming, guys. Fucking H is coming. What do we need to burn down? No, of course. Where there are broad swaths of people pre-selected for stupidity, there are also salivating capitalists eager to cash in on it. Uh, last year, the UK's trading standards halted sales for a USB stick that claimed to offer protection from 5G and sold for damn near five hundred dollars. Fuck you. Um, yeah, no, you can you can also buy a 5G and EMF blocker sticker on Amazon right now. Six of them for just eight ninety nine. Uh, now, <laughs> yeah, but. Most of these products are just useless. But sure. last week, the Dutch Authority for Nuclear Safety and Radiation Protection found at least 10 of the products sold under the guise of 5G protection are actually radio-fucking-active. And not in a harmless, non-ionizing way this time, but rather in a quote. This is the actual quote from that fucking agency. Don't wear it anymore. Put it away safely and wait for the return instructions kind of way. Tight. Do you have any of those walls with gloves that go through it at your house? Because <laughs> if you have that, maybe there's a good way to handle it. So, Fuck. Yeah, the, the, the product in questions include... 
pendants, bracelets, necklaces, sleeping masks. Ooh. And even more disturbing than that one, a bracelet marketed specifically to children. Oh, okay. The, the children thing isn't funny. No. But <laughs> if this were on purpose, the adults thing is pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, not haha, but like... Like irony, funny. Okay, my instinct is ha ha. Yeah, you can't say you can't say not not ha ha when Heath is ha ha. I was I was laughing as you said it. Ha ha. How is that not just genuinely hilarious? If that's what's happening, it's a good prank. It's a good prank. No, it's that I did. So (laughs) Eli has a uranium guy. Yeah. No, I, I I don't doubt that for a second. So, yeah, so what started as a panic about radiation from people who don't know or care what ionizing means and why it matters has turned into people actually irradiating their already malfunctioning brains with polonium eye covers. And the end result is that I have to talk about the things that I only wish we had launched into the sun instead of the things that we actually did. And in it can always be worse news. Can't it, though? One of the hardest things to communicate about the consequences of global warming is just what those consequences are, right? Movies like The Day After Tomorrow and the more hyperbolic messaging have left people waiting for a catastrophic event that wipes out humanity. And when that event doesn't come, people who are politically prepared to disbelieve the left dismiss climate change as a moral panic or people freaking out over nothing. But... If you were looking for a climactic event as a result of climate change that really captures the mm, we're all going to die-ness that that messaging seems to require, it's hard to think of a better example than the inclement storms last week, which roused a swarm of scorpions and snakes from their slumber who then descended on the city of Aswan, injuring more than 450 people. A tsunami of scorpions and snakes. Yes. Is that enough for you now? A scorpion NATO. (laughs) Yeah, day after tomorrow might have been a bit over the top, but it turns out the fucking mummy pretty much nailed it. Jesus Christ, it did. And and I want to be clear. When I say swarm, I'm not fucking around. A combination of the bugs, snakes, and floodwaters have caused local officials to close the roads. Issue a big scorpion crossing signs. Yeah. (laughs) They have issued a stay-at-home order and publicly have warned people to avoid trees. Trees. You you know, just in general. (laughs) No more trees until this biblical-ass plague is over. Okay, everybody? Oh, Jesus. I'm glad that's not here. You have a bunch of Americans covered in scorpions smacking trees with their dicks going this is my right <laughs> yes i'm aware this is a wendy's you've said that already i brought these from home i, don't know I want a 10 piece spicy nuggets please <laughs> i'm picturing a scorpion that now works at denny's and it's like, <laughs> and it's like no. why are your burgers square i like that you had a go-to scorpion voice yeah yep <laughs> and you said that preparation was <laughs> <laughs> and Look, I point out this story, one, because Scorpion Apocalypse, and if you don't talk about the Scorpion Apocalypse, you're not doing your job as a podcaster, but also because, look, this is what climate change looks like. It's more natural disasters, more weird shit, and as always, non-white, non-Americans are going to bear the brunt of the suffering. I guess what I'm saying is, 
When James Imhoff threw that snowball on the Senate floor, a much more realistic reaction would be for a bunch of hibernating scorpions to rise out of the carpet and eat him. Like, that that would have been, been nice. One way or the other. Oh, cool. appropriate let's think about that for a little while. Yeah, right? Take that meditation podcast that consistently beat us on the iTunes <laughs> <laughs> James Inhofe getting scorpioned. Sorry, I'm still dwelling on it. And no, finally tonight, with 2021 coming to an end, I thought we could do a quick year in review of the big highlights. There's a fun, positive story to wrap this one up. Well, that thought experiment backfired immediately. Mm -hmm. The biggest headlines were bleak. Uh, and then they all started combining in my head. And I started hearing aggressive dubstep music out of nowhere. And people were unzipping their faces. And I had to chew on some orange wedges and calm down for a while. <laughs> and then I decided to set easier goals and be happier. So I found some smaller stories that were kind of positive. And pretty much all the good stuff was thanks to the nerds. 2021 was a fucking scorpion apocalypse of a year, yes, but we did get a bunch of good science. So the there's that. The fact that you took the good science story from Noah after he gave up space thermometer, it's just cruel, Heath. It's cruel and unusual. It's just that fucking <laughs> space thermometer. Okay, but That's... but to be clear, conspiracy <laughs> theorists voluntarily so about that description. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 it skips off the fucking sun like a goddamn skipping stone. It's amazing. Anyway, yeah. So space. How fucking dare you? How <laughs> dare you, sir? But so, but to be clear though, I I, I want to say like conspiracy theorists voluntarily irradiating their faces as punishment for not paying attention in high school science classes and ignoring the people who did. That is a good science <laughs> news story. Okay, Absolutely. it's just a different one than the Parker Solar yeah. Probe. That fits right into this. That could be one. That, that's one. That, so that's one. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I want to add a big thanks to all the science nerds out there. I know a bunch of you listening right now are actually doing some of the amazing work that we're going to talk about or some something similar. And you did it while half the fucking country was yelling at you that big data is a hoax and having protests outside of your awesome science thing, probably. Of course, the obvious example is the creation of multiple amazing vaccines that could save the world from a plague that was a pretty great thing we've done recently and uh just to add some context about that moving on we're gonna move right on we're doing positive right now we're not doing the context on that speaking of which we learned that cheese is good for you yes it is that's right what okay not it's not really but it's that's what i heard when i read the headline we did learn this is real that in terms of body weight, which I realize is not a synonym for health, to be mm -hmm. clear, but in terms of body weight, eating cheese was not statistically connected with weight gain based on a large-scale study. It was found to be almost exactly neutral, actually. Neutral, everybody. Cheese was neutral. That is a win this year. I'm fucking taking it. Neutral. Neat. There were so many caveats in that paragraph. You sound like me explaining that I am actually a vegan to every doctor I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about how some future history class is going to sum up 2021 by pointing out that like good news wrap-up stories had to lead off with neutral cheese updates, right? <laughs> neutral, Noah. Exactly. That's the big takeaway. We also got some good news about drones this year. Apparently, drones are helping deal with plastic pollution in the world. A company from the UK called Ellipsis Earth started using drones to fly all over the place and map out all the very problematic giant piles of plastic trash that 
build up in the oceans, for example. This would allow us to come up with environmental policies and cleanup operations that are better informed. So, you know, maybe we'll we'll do that eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when we're done with that, we're going to use those drones to map out the perfect spot for Heath's wedding, everybody. <laughs> we're going to do that don't, one. Don't, it's not Canada, maybe. <laughs> I also want, I just want to say that we actually, there's a couple groups that are doing the like ocean cleanup thing and that's good stuff. I think that's actually a good one. I think that's oh, actually better than neutral cheese. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I ramp, ranking, I'm ramping it up. Thank you. you Positive. Death, desperate attempts. Positive. We're getting a happy, news. happy year. It's great. Everything's great. Okay. This, I, this next one actually is great. I really do like this one. So for the first time ever, scientists found a way to transmit brain signals from a human to a computer with wireless communication. These brain-computer interfaces can help people with paralysis, for example, uh, help them do things like type and operate prosthetic limbs and even move their own limbs in some cases. But until recently, that required physical wiring and it had to be in a lab setting for the most part. A research team at Brown University pulled off the wireless version, though, and they're already working on ways to make this available in the home to lots wow. of people. Also, the singularity is here with Bluetooth. Fuck this yeah. is awesome. Okay. How many seconds till someone used this thing to jerk off? I would Already like did. dibs on zero. Yeah, right, was well, it zero? Well, but so like if it can read your brainwaves wirelessly, I mean, you'd, it'd be like trying not to summon the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man when you yeah. walk by the thing, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, so I, oh so I forgot. I'm supposed to think about baseball this whole time. Sorry. I, uh, sorry. <laughs> you said SpongeBob SquarePants. In my defense, you're the one who brought up SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> one hand clapping, one hand clapping, one hand clapping. <laughs> One hand fapping. Okay, next up, we have some good news about space travel. Okay, yes, the astronauts from SpaceX had to shit in diapers on their way home from the International Space Station last month. I bet nobody's shit. I bet, <laughs> I bet they just pissed at them. And the guy in charge of that company was Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Yes, joining people uh, like Hitler fun. and Ronald Reagan. But yep, <laughs> Stalin, yep. Yeah. But we did get an impressive new accomplishment from NASA the Perseverance rover was able to convert some of the carbon dioxide-rich atmosphere of Mars into oxygen. So I guess now um, we go back with the bigger air thingy and uh, like a tent, right, Noah? So, and then yeah, we yeah, actually, Mars. Yeah, essentially that is what we do. Air it thingy. Is? Oh, is it? Yeah, it's nice. just an air thingy, some poop potatoes, and we're well on our way to fucking up a second planet. It's there you go. Poop. Or we send Elon <laughs> Musk, we skip the air thingy and the poop potatoes. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you know that we can send one all the way to the sun now. We can just Cool. Yeah. Hey, Jeff Bezos, you know who's never done that? No human? <laughs> you could be first, buddy. Nah, if he can't get himself there in two days or less, it's not even going to matter. <laughs> all right. So uh, we also got some progress in the field of ethical transportation in 2021. It's kind of a little. Earlier this month, United Airlines completed a successful flight from Chicago to Washington, D.C. using 100% non-petroleum-based fuel huh. in the plane. The new formula is made from sugar water and corn, and apparently it burns up to 75% cleaner than standard petroleum-based jet fuel. Is that environmental theater more than a big solution? I said no context. We're not doing context. I said that before. We're doing positive right now. 
I have a question. Sure. Do you think they announced it to the people on the flight? Because that would make no. me nervous I, as I fuck. would imagine they did not. No, if I, they were like, I think they did, actually. I bet you they did. They were like, and yeah. by the way, we're using a brand new fuel that's I'm, never I'm been used. Okay, that. too late to get off. We're taking off. Yeah. There were no passengers on that flight. Also, do you think that maybe that use of sugar water is the reason they're you know tapping the strategic... The syrup maple syrup reserves. <laughs> they don't want to tell us, but they tried maple syrup in a gas tank for the first time this year. Yeah, I'm sure they did some no person versions of this flight, yes. or just, oh, but yes. they, this this one in particular had a hundred people on it. Oh, really? Real one. Yeah. 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 Oh, they absolutely told those people, and someone was sitting there watching Minions Three, being like, "Oh, fuck, 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 fuck." I don't want to go out to Minions Three, man. I just can we can we something more? Uh, we got porn to go for my fuck. sister's birthday. Just had yeah. to go visit my sister. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to a, a related story. I think this is good, too. We learned that 2021 was the first year in which electric vehicles outsold diesel vehicles in Europe. So is that going to fix climate change, the entire problem? What did I just say before? We're moving on. We're not doing context. <laughs> Why does everybody keep asking me questions about that? Now, another piece of good news in transportation was Uber drivers in the UK being granted the rights of, you know, like all the other jobs where you clearly work for mm -hmm. a corporation that can afford to offer a living wage and a reasonable package of benefits. Uh, are we getting that for the whole gig economy and like here in the US too? Shh, stop asking all the questions. Who keeps, don't do that. Don't do that. We're moving on. Also, according to the International Energy Agency, hands down, please, no comments, <laughs> hands down. Hands down, according to the IEA, 2021 was the biggest year ever for renewable energy. According to the current trend, renewable energy generating capacity will exceed fossil fuels and nuclear energy combined by the year 2026. No, that's that's very important. This is a this is a point of pride. When when the people three generations from now curse our names for destroying their world with our greed, it'll be nice to know that they'll be saying, "Fuck the people from 2021 slightly less though." <laughs> than the people from 2020. <laughs> so I feel like I was supposed to do, be doing happy news and we kept landing on bad somehow. Mm -hmm. People kept asking questions about contexts and was, fucking it up. That was you. So this one is going to stay positive. I'm guessing just about everyone listening is in favor of environmental activism. And I'm guessing you're also in favor of a more equitable distribution of wealth in the world. Mm -hmm. So I want everybody to imagine the most adorable goddamn way to combine those two ideas in a positive little news story. And now that you're all picturing an army of capybaras invading a rich neighborhood that stole their habitat, be happy because that literally happened. That's what exactly, exactly happened. The world's largest rodent and most adorable, arguably, got removed from their land when a gated community for rich people got built in the suburbs of Buenos Aires, Argentina. But the capybaras got together with a big squad and they took it back and they fucked up a bunch of like obnoxious manicured lawns and stuff and they're back. They're back yeah. in that. They, they retook it. Fuck Capybaras yeah, are Antifa, everybody. Hell yeah, they are. <laughs> and they are absolutely the cutest rodent. There's no competition. Right? There's they no are genuine. They poop square. Very cute. I don't think they have the ones that poop square. That's. They do not poop square. That's a wombat. Yeah, wombat. They get along with other animals too. You, like, see, you see this one snuggling a cat? Yeah, yeah. yeah I put here. a picture. I put a picture of snuggling one snuggling a person, a kitty cat, really nice old lady, and then one. There's one knitting. We don't know about that. That could be a very mean old lady. We don't know. She seems yeah. nice. He's nice. whispering anti-Semitic things in her ear, <laughs> uh, and she seems happy about it. She's like, "Ah, Jews, classic, classic." Yeah. <laughs> 
So maybe it's a mean old lady. I I feel like we're getting off track. (laughs) We're getting off track. The the point is the Zionist mind control. Yes, 5G. And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks Man, to I wish we'd close it out before that. Thanks note. to uh, all the Zionist mind control devices. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and send us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like all the amazing, generous donors who will have their their dicks, their vaginas, whatever you want complimented next time around, we'll do that. If you don't want dicks and vaginas and, you know, genitals in general, well, I'll compliment something else. Let me know specifically when you make the donation and uh, see, see what we can do. People like the other stuff's important. It's not all about genitals. And whether or not you're feeling it's financially benevolent like those. It's okay. It's mostly, it, it is mostly. It's not mostly about genitals. Whatever, whatever people want to do. Saying, That's, you said it. You tricked yourself into <laughs> 5G. If... If you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Skating Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.